Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So we're here with 28, uh, 2018 Race Across America men's solo champion, Christoph Strasser. First words out of your mouth. Sitting is so nice. Okay. After eight days of that, I would think you'd like standing up. Um, yeah, sitting is nice uh, when you have, um, like, a chair, but it's not nice at the moment when you sit on a saddle. It, this year, you really looked like you pushed over those, those final few miles. Um, how did you feel when you got to the finish line this year? Um, when I watched the video today uh, about my arrival on the on the finish line yesterday, I was quite something like embarrassed because I I was not in a good mood. I was not really enjoying because I was just too tired and too done, and I was pushing so hard uh, until Mount Airy, which is like three hours before the finish line. So I was really like that. Um, I thought it is possible to get the eight day barrier. But then in the end there was there was a lot of traffic. Uh, then we had a very intensive rain storm, and all of that things. And of course I was maybe not fast enough the seven days before. But all of these things led to the uh, to the final result of eight day and one hour and a few minutes. And then I was like, yeah, not not really happy in the first few minutes after I arrived at the finish line but today I am like yeah I can enjoy it and it's really nice and I'm really very happy about it all. I think you had everybody pulling for you to break eight days you still had the second fastest average speed in the history of the race which is phenomenal. Yes of course and um, because of the, the longer route than the years before um, I knew that it is nearly impossible to get under eight days, only if everything is perfect and if you have good weather. And yeah, I nearly did it, but uh, I also uh, felt that it is that it is that it, that it is possible. So it was very close, and maybe this is a goal for the future. Love hearing that. <laughs> but what's it like to be out there completely alone? I mean, you're time station, time station, time station ahead of the next solo racer. How do you motivate yourself to keep going? I mean, there's a lot of internal motivation, obviously, coming from within. Yes, um, I have a lot of motivation from within. And I'm, you know, before the race, I am sure that, uh, like Thomas Mauerhofer, who was... Um, 
uh, catched by a car and hit by a car, which is very sad. And I want to wish him the best from that, uh, from here and, and in that moment uh, for a fast recovery. And also Ralf Disseviskur from Luxembourg. Uh, it was sure that they will be fast, but if I can bring 100% of my performance, that they will not be as fast as me. When I think of other results, other races, races from the past. So, yeah, I knew before the race that it will be race against my time from 2013 to 14. And we had a list, we had documents, we had uh, graphs of, of my time station uh, performances from the last races. And it was like, yeah, you have been slower than 2014, but faster than 2013. And, and uh, with that thinking, I was motivating myself to, to get the best out of me. So, I mean, you do so many uh, records, your 500-mile indoor track record, which was, uh, I loved talking to you about that. That just sounded like torture. But again, you've got some fire inside that you're able to do that. Is your crew constantly giving you updates? Uh, not just when you're on your brief stops, but talking to you over the bike about your speed. Yes, of course. This is one of my of my drives to to be in uh, in in updates all the time. I am talking a lot about the opponents, about yes, about from time station one and beginning on. I'm talking. I want to know where are and how fast are my opponents. Then I was very happy for Nicole Reist, for the very fast women from Switzerland. Uh, and I'm interested in, in all the other uh, opponents as well. And we are checking for their uh, website updates, for their live ticker updates. So even if I am in the lead and, and don't see the other races in person, I'm very well informed about them and that keeps the racing spirit in me. And it sounds like you're not necessarily feeling a competitiveness against them. It's really against yourself. You just you care about the other racers. Um, it's always easy to say that you care about yourself as long as you are uh, in the lead. But of course, if they come closer, if if I have problems, if I am not in the lead, if I have, if I am falling back, um, it is stress to me, of course, and I and I don't like the feeling of a lot of people in front of me, but. I do a lot of training and really hard and intensive preparation to be able to be in the front. But that, of course, includes that I have to to think about my motivation when I'm in the front. Now, I've been watching your time splits just constantly throughout the days, and uh, it blew me away that you didn't have a, a, a time station average in single digits until right near the end in the Appalachians. Uh, how were you able to continue that speed even with taking a sleep break? Um, yeah, the training for, for this year's RAM was more intense and so I was able to re recover in, in times when I did not ride as fast, when I had slow rides for a few hours, then my body could recover and uh, short time gaps of intensive riding, like when you have a very steep mountain, uh, did not caused so much stress to my body as in the years before. And your crew was talking, we mentioned this yesterday and said I really wanted to talk to you about it today, but uh, your crew had said when you uh, came awake from a sleep break, you were much more alert and aware than you had been in the past. What were some of the changes that you made? Yeah, another change was that um, this year we did more sleep than last year. And last year I did more sleep than the years before. So it's like uh, an... Uh, it's not an improvement, but it's a change of thinking. 
Uh, in my early years, I was trying to sleep as little as possible because if you sleep, then you lose. That was my mindset uh, in these years. But uh, this year we proved that uh, for me, I mean, everybody is different. Every mind and every organism is different. But in my personal case, it's better to have maybe 20 minutes more of sleep per day, one power nap more, and then be much faster on the bike and be much more focused in your in your mind. Now last year we spoke quite a bit about the new section between Camp Verde and Flagstaff and that definitely affected the race, uh, threw you off on where you were coming through say Monument Valley than you were used to in the past. What was your pace like this year and how did that affect you? Um, I'm not sure about the numbers so uh, people who want to know it in detail have to look it up in the leaderboards or in the RAM statistics but I knew that um, I have to be very very fast until Flagstaff because there are, there are a few things um, when you when you are fast in your first one or one and a half days then you have much more positive mindset mindset than when you are in not in the lead you have more motivation because you You have the feeling that it is maybe possible to get the win or to get the lead or to get a new record. Um, and it's true that you cannot ride faster in the end when you um, save some power in the beginning. So, yeah, that's what people sometimes think that you have to start slowly and then you have to do a fast finish. But that's possible in a in a five-hour marathon run maybe, but it's not possible in an eight, nine-day multi-event because if you lose some time, even on the first day, you will never get it back. The mythic negative split where you ride the second half faster than the first just doesn't work. That's not possible in a race like Raymond. So I knew I have to give it nearly all out until Flagstaff uh, and then reach Flagstaff before it's dark because then you have tailwind to Tuba City Then you will reach the Wolf Creek Pass the next day before midnight, before it's getting cold. And there are some more little uh, positive things that can only be reached when you are very fast until Flagstaff. Let's talk a little bit about your training. You're not a mega, mega miles guy. You really work on speed, don't you? <laughs> uh, yes, but uh, I think I do both. So <laughs> uh, in the last year I was like, My rest day, the new coach told me that rest days are not the best thing for your body. So a rest day was like four to five hours of easy riding. And yeah, and at the end of the week, there are still a lot of miles and a lot of, a lot of hours on the day. But there, I remember one training cycle, which was five weeks without any day off bike. So it was like the thir 36th day was the first day without training. How do you recover from that schedule? I don't know. I mean, I get up in the morning, my legs are painful, and I think, how am I, oh my God, how should, I, how should I get the next training done? It's really painful sometimes in the morning uh, to get out of bed, uh, but then you have two, three hours of warm-up, and then your legs get better, and after the seventh hour, the training is finished. Um, yeah, and on the, on the next day it starts again. You think like, how should I get out of bed? So is this fun for you when you're out racing? Are you having a good time or are you so focused on what you're doing? This is your job. 
yes, of course, it is a good time. And this year I was like seeing the result and feeling the result of very hard training. So the training I did for this, this year was was harder as every year before. And I had fewer problems in the race and I was much faster. So I think it's a, a good way of preparation. But I also have to say that not everybody can do the same style of training. Some people need more intensity, some people need more hours. And this is a very individual thing and this can only done by a good can only be done by a good coach. And things change during your life as an athlete. So what you need as a 20-year-old guy can be completely different than what you need as a 30-year-old guy. So now you're what, a 33-year-old guy? <laughs> no, it's, uh, 35. it's 35. I didn't want to go high. <laughs> so what changes are you going to make? And uh, really curious about how you're going to follow this up. What are you doing the rest of the year? Um, now I will do some, maybe I have to talk to my coach, but I, I'm trying to get some real days off bike, not only just four hours of easy riding. And I think in two weeks again, I will start with, with easy training. Then we have the race around Austria challenge, which is like uh, the, the short distance of the race around Austria in August. And then at the end of October, I'll be back here in Borrego Springs for the 24 hour time trial championships. Christoph, it's always great to uh, chat with you. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your time off the bike to rest, to come up here and talk with us. Yeah, thanks a lot. I was enjoying and uh, I'm now looking forward to see the other guys finish the race. Thanks. You're going to stick around and watch? Uh, all right. It's good to have you here. Uh, from the finish line at City Dock in Annapolis, we're here with uh, Christoph Strasser, the 2018 men's solo champion. Five times. 